All right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next Time. I'm your host, uh, William Bluer, <laughs> with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, it's Freaky Friday. Because you we switched bodies. You were going to say Oh, Simon yeah. <laughs> okay. I, wow. Okay. That was uh, extemporaneous. Well oh, done. Yeah. Um, I thought you usually came in with a clear idea for... <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Good, because I've done almost no planning for this weekly Nets podcast <laughs> brought to you by two hosts in search of a sponsor, uh, <laughs> um, preferably a cheap and toxically sweet beer. <laughs> Sponsor, um, or harder liqueur, spirit of some kind, mm-hmm. in the Disarano vein. <laughs> yeah. Tonight we are going without. This is a dry cast. Uh, we do those every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what won't be dry will be the spicy hot takes that we have re-nets summer activities. Yes, we have as per usual a jam. Packed agenda. Absolutely. Um, we have the fan favorite Katie's Corner, and this one, folks, with the Wall Street Journal dropping an in depth and, <laughs> and sincerely quite long yeah. um, uh, story on KD. We have a lot to dig into on that, mm-hmm. um, in addition to the usual things we talk about, which are rampant. Instagram speculations about the incipient uh, health, full health of Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into a little bit about the curse of the old Brooklyn Four. Yeah. Um, if you thought Quincy Acey was bad, at least he was legally allowed to play in games. Whereas, oh, God. at this point, one definitely, but very likely two, Nets fours will not be allowed to play at least a portion of this season. Yeah, uh, there are dark clouds over Barclay Center. Yeah, and we will get into that. We're also going to talk other Nets news, and then, because it wouldn't be a Maybe Nets Time podcast if we didn't have a fun thematic segment <laughs> plopped onto the end where <laughs> virtually no one remains. <laughs> it's no man's land out there, but we're going to, if you if you follow us to it, you will be rewarded with a conversation about cheese and Cheese's relation to Nets players. Yes. Did I did I cover everything? Absolutely. All right. Well, Simon, you know uh, this is always an incredibly fruitful question when I ask you, uh, "How are you doing?" Good. <laughs> Better than good. My mental health is excellent. <laughs> you know, we uh, we bartended that event yesterday, Claire and I. The, what event? The Google. The Google um, Employee Appreciation Day block party uh, that Smorg was catering. 
Oh. So Google rented out for its 6,000 New York City employees located at 14th and 8th in the old Port Authority station. Mm, I've, I've been to the offices, a, if you can believe it. Oh, for what? Um, interviewing somebody who was a donor to the NYCLU. Oh. Yeah, it is um, It is a true testament to the times that the former city-run Port Authority building, gorgeous piece of uh, architecture, is now completely owned by a private company. Um, anyway, so they thought they would reward their employees with an all-day festival where they rented out both um, Pier 45 and 46. Mm. Stocked it with three bars and 12 food stands for them to indulge themselves. And uh, Claire and I worked behind one of the bars. Great. Yeah. Uh, I've, I don't think I've ever poured so much rosé in all my life. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, honestly, that anyone ever has. It was an incredibly popular product uh, on the west side yesterday. Interesting. But anyway, yeah, I didn't go to work. I went I went to that work instead. Cool. Interesting. Uh, since I know you, you want to know what's up with me. Yeah. Um, all right. But let's get to the Nets. Uh-huh. And Katie's Corner. Katie's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right. We're going to start with the Instagram, and then we're going to get into the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal, slightly more substantive than the Instagram. The Instagram is of Kevin Durant balancing after only 12 weeks. My question to you, Simon. Yeah. Health nut that you are. <laughs> uh, is that good? I don't, as with all of these things, I really don't know. But if I had to guess, Bill, mm-hmm. I'd say it's it's good. <laughs> Me too. I, I kind of suspect that Kevin Durant would not be promoting on Easy Money Sniper a, a unusually lengthy time between injury and balancing. So one has to assume that he's ahead of schedule. Uh, he then gave an interview with Chris Henderson. You may know him better as C. Hendo mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that said that he's excited about this group. Uh, obviously, with me not starting off the season, being injured, you're going to see a lot of guys, blah, blah, blah. The implication being that he said, obviously, me not starting off the season, Mm -hmm. meaning he'll be back by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. What thinks he about that? Um, I would hope that that's true. I also, yeah, I'm trying to keep that out of my mind because it just complicates an already, as we're going to get into, an already very complicated (laughs) next year that hasn't even begun. But you know, maybe. Did you did you by chance see the video of that? Um, that C. Hendo put up. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, do yourself a favor. There's like a 40 second clip that includes that quote, and you'll get the point that I'm getting at here, which is that for the entire thing, the camera is like here. Imagine the camera's on this table, and Kevin Durant is looking here, so he's talking. <laughs> And all you can see is his chin and neck and, like, kind of like a weird profile version of the front of his face. It's so odd. And he has to know that that's where the camera is because it's right, like, down here. 
Anyway, it, it very was, weird. It was probably like the um, the green M&M demand. He's like, sure, I'll give you the interview. <laughs> Few things on the upshot you're going to have to do for this. <laughs> right, yeah. Interesting that he chose that as the person to give a 45-minute interview to, though. I... Is it is is Chris is C Hindu popular? I don't know. I have never heard of him. But yeah. he's certainly not. I mean, a... I would I would not condemn him as unpopular just because neither of us have, are right. aware of his presence. But, but I think it's fair to say he's not uh, an NBA journalist. No, he didn't go. Know, he didn't go on Zach Lowe's show. Right. Right. Uh, C Hindo has four thousand three hundred Instagram followers. Is that a lot? No. Okay. My, li- I think my library YouTube, has thirty two thousand right? followers. Wow. So I think his big thing is YouTube. Because I heard um, him described as a YouTube he has celeb. Thirteen hundred subscribers. Oh well, I don't know then. I that I don't know what a good number of subscribers that is, but that seems seem good. low. That seems very low. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, so those were sort of the titillating Katie's Corners that that uh, we've come to expect <laughs> until <laughs> at this point. Uh, until the WSJ. Yeah. I know your paper of record. <laughs> uh, the WSJ dropped yeah. a bomb on us. Yeah. Uh, opens with... One of the great all-time first lines um, of a profile such as this. Some days I hate the NBA, (laughs) Kevin Durant says wearily, and goes on from there. Um, Tell us a little bit about why you found this piece so captivating. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, I think I have four points that I'm going to try to get through quickly. I know we have a lot lot to cover, Um, but... The first is, uh, I I honestly found it quite compelling. Like, it is, as you said, quite long. Yeah. I, I wished it was longer. Like, I found myself, you know, aching for the next <laughs> quote or the next paraphrase. Like, I just find him an, a compelling, interesting dude. The second thing is, um, as far as the Nets are concerned, he, he talked very little about the Nets. It was included in the story anyway. Um but that when he says, when he goes, uh, you know, one of the reasons that he chose the Nets was that he was always warmly received at <laughs> Barclays. And I just wanted to be like, Kevin, those are Warriors fans. Right. Those, <laughs> those are the are, fans you're leaving. Those, are, those people are going to show up to boo. <laughs> we the Nets fans are virtually non-existent. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But um, if you see Nets, Twitter is already like patting themselves on the back for that. Anyway, um, for warmly receiving an opposing player. Uh, the, the We do it, well, historically have done it better than anyone in the business. Yeah, that's particularly Celtics opposing players and Sixers opposing so, players. Oh, yeah. Um, Knicks. And Knicks, yeah. We love those teams for some reason. Isn't that weird? Um, anyway, so so the the third thing I was going to say is I found, like, You've seen, like, uh, at least a documentary on, like, Kurt Cobain, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like I got... and I, <laughs> I grew up in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a couple. Yeah. So I found a sort of similar thing 
with, with him, with, with Kevin Durant and, and Kurt Cobain, where they, they both like certain aspects of fame, but they both really dislike certain aspects of fame and mm. feel like everyone... And perfectly reasonably, I mean, they're correct in this. Everyone really wants a piece. Like, nobody wants an interview with Kevin Durant because they want to, you know, really pick his brain. They just want the clicks. They want the notoriety. If you're a GM, you just want a contract extension. Like, you're just trying to use Kevin Durant for your own ends. And, and like, you know, years of that uh, starts to grate and, you know, upset a person who's at least, you know, moderately, you know... um, you know, introspective or whatever. Yeah, totally. And I think that um, a a big thing for him, and I mean, he makes many good points mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the article. Like mm-hmm. people are insanely obsessed with his state of being and you know the, the constant questions of whether he's happy or not happy um, and he's under this intense microscope as anyone that's that famous is and he sort of bristles at that but where many people seem to find some solace in that he seems to have found none mm-hmm. um, and does seem really tortured and I think that the the word in the first sentence that most summed it up for me is wearily. Like, he obviously loves basketball, um, and that's sort of his main PR shtick. Like, I just like the game. No one else gets it. Like, everyone makes it about other things, but I just want it to be about the game. Like, clearly at this level, it's not going to just ever be about the game. Um, But increasingly, like, as he goes and he wins the MVP and then he goes to the Warriors and wins championships and finals MVPs and then comes here and I am going to wildly speculate here that the um, answer to all of his existential crises are not going to somehow manifest themselves here. It's it's the same game. It's the same league. It's the same, um, you know, culture of celebrity uh, fawning slash condemning and interrogating, blah, 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 blah. Um, I just don't think he's going to find it here. And it the weariness is really beginning to come across, especially with that number thing. Oh yeah, that, like it's the day that God rested, he came here to rest and conclude his MBA. Like that was the implication that he was coming here to conclude his MBA career, and it is increasingly like his dissatisfaction with the situation he's in right now begs the question. Like he doesn't need it for the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and he doesn't like the fame. Yep. So why would he continue to do it? For a hoop bill. Uh <laughs> for I'll tell you I'll tell you what I also found interesting was that he seemed to indicate that he's looking forward to more ISOs and pick and rolls with the Nets. <laughs> yes, uh, he sure did. <laughs> um so I, I, you know, I, I think he's looking forward to deciding for Kenny how to how he's going to be used <laughs> uh, for um, Adam Harrington. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, yeah, he's he he's, he's like, listen, Adam, we're on the same page. We're gonna start Mello and DeAndre, right? <laughs> right. 
Um, and his best friend in the entire league, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Um, the the only the last thing I'll, that I, will also last for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing, did you did you at least find this charming? That I, he, thought, no, 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 I don't no, find I, him. I don't, no, 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 yeah, you're just worried about. His. I just don't see. Why, like he sounds like a man yeah. at the end of his rope. He doesn't <laughs> want to keep doing living the life that he is currently leading. Yeah, um, he wants out of the spotlight. Do you? I found it quite endearing that he uh, he likes going on like Instagram or social media and like talking to like kids or whatever, talking to like just a random like he likes the fact that you can you can unlike Kevin Durant in real life where he's you know surely constantly mobbed like um, maybe not at Barclays but uh, <laughs> it's like he got some solace there but um, but. Um, you know, you can go on Instagram and, 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 like, just find a kid who's, like, a high school basketball player and, like, talk to that person and, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Like, that that is, like, quite an enjoyable thing for him. I don't know that that's a common trait of right. famous people. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know either. It doesn't sound like it. Um, <laughs> he's quoted uh, the, the, a good line, I thought, that sort of sums it all up. He says, maybe he's not changed. Or not merely changed. Maybe he's also dead tired. He sounds tired, looks tired, with good reason. His 12-year NBA career has featured outsized doses of drama, scandal, injuries, gutting losses, fierce beefs, dramatic exits, emotional turns, burner accounts. Even his most devoted fans, mom and dad, say the ruptured Achilles and the year-long layoff it will likely require might be a blessing. Any concern that it might prove to be such a blessing that we never see him return to form? Do you think there's that? Is that a possibility? Do you think that he just never plays the game of basketball again or the NBA? Yeah. No, I don't. I think he is simultaneously driven, much like you know, again, like Kurt Cobain was still driven to be like famous. He, he wanted to be famous. He wanted to be like a noted musician. Like there is this drive in people, even the people who, who hate certain aspects of, of what they're going for. Like, you know, it talks about how, how relentless he is with his, with his uh, rehab. Like, I think he just can't turn out that off that kind of drive. Okay. I, I sincerely hope he cannot. (laughs) Um, It will be great, and I I think I've mentioned this maybe on here to you. There are moments when I, when it dawns on me that he really is going to be playing for the Nets, and it's extremely exciting (laughs) and bewildering and sort of overwhelming. But there's so fleet. It just, it just really, really doesn't seem like it right now. Like. Supposedly he's moving to New York soon. Or... Yeah, we've heard that before. <laughs> Call the press conference. Uh, I saw Greg Logan talking about when they could do a press conference this month, by the way. Oh, my God. Well, media day is coming up. Yeah. yeah. You think he's there? A couple conspicuous absences at <laughs> that thing. Oh, God. Um, and now you know why, because he fucking hates that shit. Yeah, he really, really does. And you know the guy who he got in the beef with, um, Ethan, Ethan Strauss, the media guy, mm-hmm. who he called out in Golden State? Um, so he called out a, a writer for The Athletic, who I personally think is probably the most interesting writer on basketball right now. Mm. Um, he's this guy, Ethan Strauss. Uh, he's 
writes for the Athletic, lives in Golden State. Anyway, he was singled out and called out by KD as like he doesn't know what he's talking. Like I don't know why he's always around. He's annoying. Blah 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 blah. And when he what when Durant wasn't talking to the media, and then he came out and like lashed out at them, and he was the target. Um, what was the point of that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, oh, Ethan Strauss is right now writing a book about the Warriors last season. Um, and I think it's obviously going to have quite a lot to do with, with KD. And there are just some things in it that, like, I've, I've heard from other podcasts and things. Like, when he says, I never had any problem with Draymond Green before it uh, or after it. And supposedly they were saying on the mismatch that they'd heard that he hadn't he didn't speak to his team for about a month after right. that happened. Right. So I think that like it doesn't again, this doesn't make it less sympathetic or less compelling or anything. Like I think he really is full of contradictions mm-hmm. and I think that he probably feels a, a lot of different ways and is sort of consumed with ambivalence as you say about the fame like not wanting it, wanting it, needing it in some fundamental way um, and I think yeah it's just like it's yeah, it's fairly captivating stuff yeah absolutely um, do you think we've spent en- enough time on the corner? Yes, but I, you know, I appreciated every word of it. Honestly, though. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the most interesting stuff. Oh, for sure. Here. I mean, KD, in spite <laughs> of not having played one second, not having interviewed <laughs> at a press, not having done a press conference. Seemingly, you know, he has like a. There's like, hey, in the background, if you zoom in, <laughs> there's a black item that could be misconstrued as in some way related to the Nets in a photo. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, still infinitely more interesting than so much about the Nets um, has been. Yes. As evidenced by Katie's Corner being such a runaway success. Um, but, Simon, you want to talk about the curse? Of the Brooklyn Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got two issues here. First, uh, it came out that Wilson Chandler, uh, mediocre stretch four, who was going to play some role, not a huge role for the Nets this mm-hmm. season, um, is suspended for 25 games for PED use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes out that Rojan Kuric, uh, Kuruc has been in court for domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, unclear that in October 21st, I believe, is the court date for that. And unclear uh, unclear what will happen there, but the NBA will also have its own ruling on what that is. Yeah. Um, generally, the suspensions for such behavior are not that punitive. Really? Uh-huh. Less than PED? Mm, much less. <laughs> Yeah, no, the glue guys actually were talking about, like, other people who had had this situation, and uh, it was, like, five games. Mm. Four to five games. Okay. So, anyway, what? Uh, let's talk about Chandler first, yeah. and then I will let you talk about Rodion oh, uh, <laughs> Kudut. Great. Um Wilson Chandler used some drug that his claims his doctor didn't know was on the banned substances. Human growth hormone, folks. Human growth hormone. Anything to get that edge, baby. <laughs> um, 
it made just made me wonder like how widespread is this in the NBA? What you know, if if Wilson Chandler's getting something, you got to imagine the other other boys are getting. He's, something He's as getting well. the the low grade, uh, barely in the league dose, right? Uh, yeah, um, super interesting. Uh, also, fire that doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, because either one, he genuinely didn't know that it was on the banned substance list, inexcusable, or two, couldn't mix it up in whatever way. That right, exactly. Hides it Ju- from the I test. mean, clearly they're doing something. The list is not infinite. Therefore, there are other exotic substances you can give these guys yep. um, that are surely to their advantage until they make it onto that list. Right. Which should be um, required reading for any exactly. any doctor. It's a cat and mouse game, doc. <laughs> yeah. So that of these two crimes is the vastly less um, bad. Yes, and it isn't even a crime. Um, right. No. But, you're right. Yeah. Right. An infraction. An infraction of yeah. league rules. Um, you know these things. These guys. <laughs> play through injuries constantly or, or need any physical edge they can get and uh, in a culture obsessed with uh, drugs and augmented reality we can <laughs> only assume that this thing happens all the time Absolutely. Uh, Wilson just got busted uh, but Kurutz is a different matter yes Kurutz was accused by his uh, apparently ex-girlfriend of uh, choking her, throwing her on the bed, injuring her rib, and um, I believe, I, I could be mistaken, but I believe they, she uh, apparently went to the hospital. Um, Kurutz's lawyer has, has denied all of the allegations, has said that they, you know, that, that they're false, uh, and noted that there was no, like, photographic evidence, whatever. Anyway, uh, I, it's not really my place to weigh in on the veracity. I will say that, except I do feel it's important to note that uh, these things are far less likely to go unreported than to be falsely reported. But... Um, far, the, far, yeah. far more likely. Yeah. So, so look... It's quite shitty, uh, but um, just yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it sucks because Kuruks was one of my uh, you know favorite uh, players, and I loved his edge. And now I feel bad for liking his mm-hmm. edge. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a very <laughs> bad situation for yeah. sure. And we'll see what what. Um, Nets who tout their culture, uh, how they they choose to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is to say nothing, which I think is the standard response. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, would you like to see either Carmelo Anthony or Joe Johnson sub in for one of these two tarnished and broken Nets? <laughs> Can I tell you, I would be perfectly... I would be neutral to adding Joe Johnson. Mm. I would be (laughs) intensely negative... About Mello? To to adding Mello, yes. I would love to add Mello and be hostile to Joe Johnson (laughs) getting back on the team. Why do you want Carmelo Anthony, Bill? Um, Because then we know... 
whose team it is, Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson would have given up one hundred, one hundred percent control to the two stars. Isn't that at this bad? Point. Oh, it's horrifying. But yeah, <laughs> so why would you want that? Because you know we're getting what we paid for. We wanted to be in the big leagues, have superstars around, and now it's our time to be humiliated and made a laughing stock of for our hubris that we could just buy our way into relevancy instead of developing a. Nice young core from the ground up. The, <laughs> who, the right way. Who would eventually become complete Who lunatics. would eventually demand that Carmelo Anthony come on <laughs> as head coach with Jason Kidd, co-coach. Uh, yeah, no, I think... I think... Uh, I, I genuinely don't think either of these guys is... What the hell? Uh-oh. That's got to be the quickest these deliveries... This is, a, this is a classic way these things work. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't love it if Mello came. I just think it would be very funny yeah. uh, and, and sad funny. Well, so, right. Well, so, go ahead, sorry. No, go. Um, so, to me, yeah, it would be the kind of funny that it was, like, funny that last year's Lakers were constructed, right? It was, mm-hmm. like, funny in the abstract, but then, like, you had to play 82 games of that, and by the end, no one was like, oh, that was funny. They are like, oh, this team sucks. Right, this is very <laughs> hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it would kind of be like that. I also just feel like, even with these two players out for some period of time, we'll see what happens with Kurutz, but it's really not, like, break the emergency glass time. Like, that. it's not like the Lakers with, uh, with Dwight Howard time, where you're just right. like, shit, like, you know, we gotta do anything and everything. This is a time when, um, like, these are two players that are, are you're not going to miss a tremendous amount if, if they're out. Kurutz will hurt some. Um, and Wilson Chandler would have been nice to have that three-point shooting. But I honestly don't think it's an emergency. We're not going to win a world a, an NBA championship this year, regardless of whether Kurutz is playing or not. No, no. Those two are not going to... Uh, We've talked about how if, if Levert or Kyrie go down, yeah. the season could quickly spiral out of control. Right. Losing one of these two would just make it more likely that a guy like Torian Prince would start at four. And they'd have to do a little more experimentation in that position. Yeah. But it's not like... It, it, it would have been fun to see Kuroos' development. I think yeah. we probably will because... That's just how it will work out. Um, And it would see, you know, it would be nice if we had a stretchy Wilson Chandler 4 who could sub in and be a solid, like, eighth man. Right. But it was never going to be more than that. Um, Yeah, I'm not not too enthused about either either Mello or Joe Johnson as, like, members of this team. Um, I don't think it really makes, makes sense for either of them. And I... Don't think we're actually they're actually going to go for it. Yeah, who do you think we're going to get if anyone? Do we still have oh to like sub because we can have someone for the two months that um, Wilson Chandler's out right. right till like December or whatever right. Um, a no clue. I have not thought about. It. Do you have a name? Well, let me throw one out there that's a truly wildly speculative thing. Uh, Andre Iguodala, who I understand mm. I know is like basically a two guard. Um, so I'd be wedging him into a position he's not great at. But he's a very versatile defender. 
and has recently seemingly on the market. Uh, yes, well, he's definitely not on the market. Oh, really? <clears throat> he wants to be on the market. Well, they no, but they don't want to buy him out. They'll they'll trade him. They just don't want to buy him out. Well, but they can't trade him until December. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be after right. the time this happens. Yeah, so, you're right. so that is a <laughs> arguably a much more interesting topic than mm. um, anything you'll hear on this show today. <laughs> but basically, right now. Iguodala is in this PR campaign to force, like, whether he's going to show up to training camp, mm-hmm. these, there might be, like, a standoff. But basically, it makes zero sense for right. the Grizzlies to buy him out for $18 million. Right. Um, and so we would not be able to get him until after Wilson Chandler returned. Got it. So I do think it's possible that we could be a destination for him if we're doing well at that time. Because the reason he wants to go is to be on a high-level yeah. playoff team. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't think that'll work. Any other ideas? Um, settling into ISO Joe. No, I, <laughs> I don't have any. Apparently he's doing real well in the old uh, Big he Three. He won Big Three. He's I know. MVP with Big Three. Uh, with, um... Al Jefferson on oh, his team. Oh, your your guy. I, lo- I would take it. I'd take a, a flyer on old Al. <laughs> and did you hear Louis Scola? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dominating FIBA World Cup. He's still going. Love that guy. He's the highest scoring um, international basketball player of all time. Really? Yeah. I think he's played for about twenty four years <laughs> in international <laughs> Argentine play. <laughs> Uh, so he does have a few more minutes than, than his competition, but still a remarkable stat for a near and dear to our hearts former net. Mm. That's the sort of Nets team I want to root for. Not this highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> Break Kyrie the glass. In. It's time for Carmelo. Who cares what the damage is? we got to have him. <laughs> um, Spencer Dinwiddie buys the highest penthouse in all of Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, one, do you think there's any veracity to that claim? <laughs> From the New York Post. From the New York Post. <laughs> right. Written by uh, PS112's uh, most aspiring <laughs> gossip columnist intern. Right. right. And, and least scrupulous. Right. Least scrupulous <laughs> and um, most wrongheaded in thinking that Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie would be the celebrity that would launch your fallacious <laughs> career into uh, superstar journalism. Oh, Bill, great intro to that. That uh, intro is much better than this story. Yes, so there's a new building going up amongst a sea of virtually identical, ugly, tall buildings in downtown Brooklyn. Uh, he is rumored to want to buy the top penthouse in it. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, do you care? Should anyone care? Or should we move on? I will just say that I think it is classic Spencer to be spending big... It's like big-time money, but it's like also small-time money. Like, it's like $13 million, which is a lot to uh, you and me. Oh, yeah, that's a fair amount. Um, and and is the tallest in Brooklyn, maybe. Right. Uh, like, <laughs> that's just like... Everything about that scream Spencer Dinwiddie. That, yeah. That's a bench squad, uh, <clears throat> like baller bench squad move. Right. Um, and speaks to his own uh, megalomania, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you would. <laughs> I've mentioned it on a few podcasts. <laughs> 
Uh, NBA bans ninja style headbands. Mm, that's a late breaking so, news item. Though. Sorry, Jared Allen. Uh, yeah. Uh, the headlines read. Yeah. <laughs> one headline. Um, pretty ridiculous to ban it. Uh, they claimed it was for safety reasons. Uh, seems more likely that it's because they either don't like how it looks or haven't found a way to monetize mm-hmm. the ninja style thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you were you into the look? I don't care. Honestly. Some of your favorite guys had it. Uh, Jimmy Butler Jared? rocked it. Oh, Jimmy Butler did. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he wore it with more gravitas than <laughs> than Jared Allen. I would say. Sure. Uh, he looked a little more badass to me <laughs> than um, than Baby J, Baby Big J. Um, <clears throat> but I I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about this band. Yeah. But I do have a lot to say about cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I was recently on vacation in a little state called Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. which is the dairy state or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a lot of cheese, a lot of cheese curds. Um, Literally didn't go to a single restaurant that didn't have some iteration of cheese curd. It was basically all fried cheese curd. Maybe one of them had like a a less fried version of it. Okay. Every single one, without exception, had fried cheese curds. All very good. Um, You don't want to uh, make a lifestyle of the cheese curd, but (laughs) I suppose you could. Yeah, quite bad for you. Yeah. Um, So what we decided to do is we're going to go through some cheeses. Yeah. And we are going to um, associate the cheese with a net. Yes. And explain our rationale for it. So I have some cheeses here. Okay. Um, did you think of any that in particular you wanted to go over or uh yeah, I have um I have a few specific cheeses matched to a few specific nets. I think four. Okay. Well I have some and you can if you want to try to think of one okay. or not. Um all right, how about we start with um, goat cheese. Ooh, goat cheese. Okay. Mm. I don't have one. Spreadable, spicy, salty, wonderful. Uh, you like goat cheese? Yeah, I'm fine with goat cheese. Fine? I don't really eat that much goat cheese, honestly. Huh. Um, <laughs> <coughs> huh. Mine for that is uh, KD, because he's the goat. Oh, net. okay. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, how about a mozzarella? Oh, mozzarella. A mozzarella. Very nice. You got anything? I don't have anything for that. For moots? No. Can you think of some? Uh, well, I already have one for the Just for do guy, free association. Joe, Joe Harris, because he likes pizza. Okay. Uh, I did <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Mm, why? Um, because he's sort of a necessary evil. Uh, and I'm thinking of it in the context of a pizza. Uh, obviously, you want the cheese, but in my opinion, the cheese is never the main attraction oh, interesting. of the pizza. Uh, you know, you're getting to get a topping that you're probably a little more excited about. Hmm. Okay. Um, and the cheese is just sort of there, and DeAndre is, is just sort of there because his friends got him on the team. Got it. So I want to keep hitting that one home. Got it. All yeah. right. Why don't you pick a cheese that you feel Annette embodies? Okay. My cheese here is uh, Swiss 
Oh. And for me, I love Swiss. <coughs> oh, uh, I hate Swiss. Oh, really? I don't hate Swiss. Oh. I don't hate any cheese, but I, I'm not thrilled about Swiss. Interesting. I have. I talked to another person who feels that way. Um, it's Chuck McCormick's favorite cheese. Okay. Um, but it had it has holes in it, as you know. Um, so my pick for that is Kevin Durant, because he's got old. His it would leg. be much. It would be much. It, look, uh, what my hope for Kevin Durant is that he'll be good even if he returns at eighty percent, ninety percent of what he was, uh, and hopefully that's what he returns as and not worse. Um, he'll be great. He'll still be good. And Swiss cheese, even though it has holes in it, is still a fabulous, fabulous cheese. <laughs> Um, what do you most enjoy Swiss on? Oh, thanks for asking. Sandwiches. Like, I love a melted Swiss cheese in a, in a sandwich. Even like, like a, a just grilled a grilled cheese, cheese, right. But, like, a mushroom and Swiss sandwich. Um, your Rubens. Yeah, your yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how about Havarti? Ooh, Havarti? Ready to party. I don't have one. Okay, Havarti ready to party for me is Joe Harris. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a good, I find Havarti to be a good sandwich cheese, mm. like your Swiss. Okay. Um, but it needs other things around it okay. to make it really sing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like Joe Harris right. needs others around him to make his offense sing. Absolutely. So, Bill, can I tell you, I... Did a very similar thing for Joe Harris, but with a different cheese. Go, feta cheese. Feta. Oh, feta. Because oh, feta, says, you're not going to eat feta on your own. No one is like, I got a big block of feta here. Just chew on that. But it's great in salads. It's great on pizza. Yep. It, you know, makes other things better. I love it in a salad. Uh, honestly, at this point in my life, I don't really want a salad that's feta free. Huh, okay. Yeah. I would, I think it's. Arguably the most crucial component of a salad at this point for me. Um, pepper Jack cheese. Jack. Got anything for Pepper Jack? No. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, because he's <laughs> spicy. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know. I was. I just had a bunch of cheeses. I had. I, yeah. I don't. None of these really make any sense to me. <laughs> okay. Can I give you my Spencer? Yes. It's brie. Oh, I had a brie, too. Okay, why? So, he, because it's like a, a snooty cheese yeah. that people... I don't actually like... And I like Spencer, just to be clear. I'm not, a, I'm not exactly you when it comes to Spencer, but I will acknowledge he's a bit of a, uh, a snooty guy, and I feel like you have to like Spencer if you're a Nets fan. Just like, if you don't like brie, you don't really get cheese, and right. you're not a real foodie or whatever. Okay, that's a good one. I had, I also had brie for someone. Mm. I had it for Kenny Atkinson, and my explanation for why I picked it was, you tell me! I don't know why I picked it. I just It was the last one on my list, ah, okay. and I needed a name, so I put it on. Okay. Uh, smoked Gouda for me, Simon. Mm, what's that? You know I'm a big Smoked Gouda fan. Yeah, I like Smoked Gouda. I, so. It's... it's um, right up there for my favorite cheese. I think it's a, a tremendous um, guilty pleasure of mine oh. is, a, is a smoked Gouda. I don't drink it what? as much as I'd like. Uh, eat it as much as I'd like to okay. say drink yeah, it. Yeah, you did say drink it. Uh, I assumed there was some no, drink that no, you No, 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 no. I have never drunk smoked Gouda. I have eaten quite a bit of it. Got it. Um, so guess what smoked Gouda is. Guess who smoked Gouda is. Sorry. For me, if uh, it's my favorite cheese. Your favorite cheese. Karis LeVert? 
No, my favorite. Not one I just hope isn't injured Tiangelo again. Russell? Inevitably. Yeah. Well, that was my former smoked goody. Who is your current favorite net? Nick Claxton. Oh, right. I totally forgot. <laughs> He's Nick. Nick Claxton. That Nick is Claxton so you, is Bill. hands down the one bright spot on the nets for me. God, right Bill, you've got to get a grip. Uh, okay. That guy has star potential written all friggin' I've never seen over. You eat smoked gouda. That's the thing. I feel like that's your. I don't eat Smith. No, yeah, I don't do it that often. Yeah, okay. um, but I, you know, you just put it on a cracker mm-hmm. and it sings alone. Mm-hmm. Other things you're gonna want to add like a sauce with it, like a mustard or a, a, a hot sauce. Just let the smoked gouda speak for itself. I was walking um, in Midtown mm. to work one day, and a guy. Uh, Walked past me with a wheel of smoked gouda in his hand that he was eating raw on the street from a block of smoked gouda. Wow. That's living. That was, I, I, it was the first time I'd ever been able to know with 100% certainty that I had witnessed someone at rock bottom. (laughs) Um, And it was, it was right there in the heart of the city. He was a cool guy. He was a fat, sad, (laughs) older businessman who probably worked in a cubicle similar to mine. Uh, you got any more cheeses? One more for you, Bill. Uh, I got string cheese for Jared Allen. He's, he's stringy. A stringy beanie. <laughs> Could be Nick Claxton, though. Honestly, he's even stringier. Oh, yeah. Um, I had some other cheeses written down. Easy cheese. Couldn't think of anyone for that. Okay. Uh, cheddar cheese. Mm. I did put Garrett Temple um, okay. just because he's sort of whatever. Mm. You know, it's just a you- fine standard. I don't. Just like uh, not, yeah. not knocking cheddar, yeah. Uh, and there are some that can be quite good, like a real sharp cheddar. Yeah, uh, that can get your toes moving. But <laughs> a very common saying: get your toes moving. Yep. Um, I also wanted to reiterate that from our nicknames episode, which people hadn't heard, uh, I nicknamed my favorite nickname was the Apostle for Garrett Temple. Right. So I want to just sort of punch Sorry, that cross promoting. On your own podcast. Yeah, check it out. Uh, <laughs> aired about a week and a half ago. Uh, Garrett Temple, the Apostle, Bartholomew. Um, and then cheese curds, I just thought of. I didn't come up with a cheese curd. Mm. Can you think of a cheese curd? No. <laughs> huh. Anything? I think I think maybe Cheddar could be Karis Levert, because he's, like, he's asked to do a lot. Offense, defense, scoring... Shooting, he's gonna have to do carry a good chunk of the offense. Cheddar yeah. is in a lot of things. Sure, yeah, it's a, it's the most ubiquitous yeah. of these cheeses. I feel like yeah. Um, all right, Simon, Nets Media Day is set. Oh, it is for September twenty seventh. Oh my! Where will you be on September twenty seventh? I don't know. Glued to my. Uh, they don't really broadcast it, so I guess like. Glued to Nets Daily. I don't really know where you get wrong where you go for you. at Media Day. Oh yeah, okay. We need <laughs> this is the year we finally break through into Media Day. Simon, can I count on you? I'll send the email to get us in. I'll send the email. Will you really? Oh yeah. <laughs> big time to send a big time <laughs> address unknown. 
male or diamond. No such number. <laughs> no such phone. <laughs> All right, so we'll be at Media Day this year, and so you can follow us at Media Day at Simon Hit It. Oh, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Nail it. And at gmail.com. <laughs> and at gmail.com. Hit us up with your questions, concerns, uh, favorite cheeses. Yeah, give it to us, folks. What do you think... Nets Nation's collectively Nets Nation's favorite cheeses. Mm, great cue. I would guess it's either mozzarella or regat. Re- ricotta. Ricotta? Yeah. Can I say I hate ricotta? I hate ricotta too. Oh. I really I hate ricotta. I find it flavorless and mm. dull. Cottage cheese is better. Cottage cheese really is like better. I don't really much, like but... it either, but I could I could there's an excitement to it. Yeah. It's coldness. Yeah. It's there's a little texture. frisson in its chilliness. Mm-hmm. Um but the yeah, no, ricotta I find very, very dull. Mm-hmm. And I've had good ricotta. Oh, I've had good ricotta. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that good. Yeah. Um, Great. I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tell us what you think (laughs) on any of our social platforms. Uh, Have not been that active on Twitter lately or IG, but... You know, it's the lull. It's a lull. It's the summer. Yeah, uh, we're we'll gonna get back. Out there. We're gonna get. We're gonna get it up again. Mm-hmm. You just wait. Oh yeah. Um, subscribe, rate, review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need those five star reviews. Like uh, uh, KD needs his balance. Yeah. Um, and to find personal and to find uh, exact satisfaction. Uh, so we will be coming back at you soon. Um, do we have any special? Uh, we might do a, some more drops. Yeah, maybe some summertime drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the season's really right around the corner. Yeah. Things are about to heat up. Uh, FIBA's just about wound down. Yeah, uh, and we can get into the next season. We will find out soon how many of the twenty block tickets that we each get yeah. overlap with each other. It is my. Growing fear. I got a confirmation letter today, finally, um, that we are going to be very wildly mismatched uh, in the ticket distribution. That thing. would be a shame. That would be a, a real shame. But uh, hope springs eternal, mm-hmm. especially here on Maybe Nets Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed for us to get tickets together and for Carmelo Anthony to join the ranks. No. Of the Brooklyn. Steam is not a joke yet. Nets. <laughs> um, all right. I'm pretty good. Are you good yeah. here? All right, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we will go ahead and see ya. Next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay sleeping I read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter I read